0: Last chance for the Steelers.
1: Bradshaw trying
0: to get away. And his pass is broken up by Peter. Let's do it. Hello, hello. Welcome back. We are back with bad wins and good losses. Chilling with the fellas once again. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night. Wednesday night. Jesus. Lord Father, I'm gonna stop drinking. Um <laughs> be back here on Wednesday night, back again with Buzz and A D. Back here to talk about some good football and action we just saw this past weekend. This past weekend, we saw some big games. One of the biggest games of the weekend was definitely Philly pulling it out on Dallas at the at the last minute, at the last draw, you know. Um, but we're going to get into that as well as a couple other things a little bit later. Buzz, AD, if, any, if either, one, either one of y'all want to say anything to anybody out there?
2: The Commanders have a quarterback. That's all I, I want to say. I just got over the Eagles win. Like I, I thought I was going to call 911.
1: And I can
0: personally attest, I did think Buzz was gonna have a heart attack. So we did definitely have 911 on like, you know, on the phone just in case. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and jump right into it. You know, with everything that's been going on in the league, one of the big standout performances we have to talk about is CJ Stroud's big performance. Um, you know, big performance, big day, big money guy on Sunday. And that leads kind of a lot of people into the conversation of what is the current QB outlook look at, look like on the league. So buzz, I'll let you go first. I want you to give me your top five QBs in the league right now today.
2: Well, I think it's pretty, I think the top five is pretty much locked. Um, of course I'm always go Mahomes. Number one, he, he is the gold standard of what a quarterback should be. And then 2 through 5 is when you can get a little a little you know conversation about that but with those four 2 through 5 I'm going to go not in order I'm just going to list the names right now Burrow, Hurts, Lamar and Josh Allen. I think those are the elite quarterbacks of this league and where you rank them is your preference but my preference personally will be I want to say Hurts is two. You know, I'm I'm a huge Eagles fan, but I think Burrow is truly special. So I'm just, objectively speaking, I'm going to go Burrow two. And then I have some Hurts stats that I'm going to share later in the chat when we talk about the Eagles and Cowboys. I'm going to put Hurts three. And then Lamar, I just pray to God he stays healthy this year. I think he's a true talent and a true Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm going to put him four. And then I like Josh Allen, but he's just a little too inconsistent. But when he's on, he's on. So I'm going to put Josh Allen at five.
0: Interesting list. Interesting list. Before we even get any comments or anything, AD, I'm going to want to let you chime in.
1: Thank you for the time, brother. Um, So number one is Mahomes. He's the – uh. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He arguably has the worst receiving core out of anybody that you could probably say is in the top 10. Um, he doesn't have a true number one wide receiver. Some people would debate if he even has a true number two receiver on his team. Um, and he still finds a way to be third um, in passing yards. Um, and continues to find a way to will the Chiefs to victory. So Mahomes is number one for me. Um, similarly to Buzz, the the guys after that, it gets kind of fishy. Burrow, in his last two weeks, five touchdowns, no interceptions, um, destroyed a really good San Francisco team, um, and also won a primetime game against the Bills. But I don't know if Burrow's in my top five, honestly, because mm-hmm. – I just have to look at a full season. When we talk about where you stand at week nine, we're looking at the full full range of work that you've put in this year. So I love Burrow, but I don't know. Uh, My my notes say as much as I love the guy, let's give it some more time. So that's how I feel about Burrow right now. Jalen Hurts over the last two weeks passer rating over 130 against back-to-back division opponents. Um, he had that one game against the Jets, but the Jets defense is really good, uh, and they—you know—I mean, everybody has one of those games sometimes. So, really impressed by that. Um, an unpopular opinion about Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's on a team that runs the ball fifty-two percent of the time, and it just—I I, don't—I I don't know, man. I just. Like, I understand the Ravens, they win, the formula works. um, But he only has nine passing touchdowns when some of these other guys are at 17 and 19 passing touchdowns um, on the year. Um, And so then I had to say, well, if Lamar, Lamar's not getting the passing touchdown because he's running the ball in. I mean, he's third in rushing touchdowns. Uh, behind Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, so it's like, I I I don't I don't know. I mean, he he's in the top five, yes, but he might be my fifth um, on the list. So my top five, I think, with all of that said, is Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, because. Something's going on with the Bills, but it's not Josh Allen. He's playing well. Um, you sure Dylan about that? I, I mean, I, I think I'm sure about that, man. I don't know over machine. But go ahead, yes, go ahead brother.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah.
1: Um, and then a guy that we'll talk about later. Um, well, see, I like Tua as well. Obviously, he leads the league in passing yards. Um, but like it was mentioned earlier, Tua. Can't seem to find a way to win against the better teams in the league. He has an average passer rating of 106, and that drops down 20 points when you look at the games against Kansas City this weekend and the game against Philadelphia. Both games that were circled on their calendar where you expect the best guys in the league to show up. But I will still put him in my top five. So for me, it's Mahomes, it's Allen, it's Hurts, It's Tua Tungabailoa, and it's Lamar Jackson.
0: Both both really good top fives, in my opinion. And, I mean, I think it's fair to have a difference in opinion just because when I look at the top five, I look at what you have to work with around you, and I think that's why everybody is going to – you're going to give Mahomes the, the number one spot no matter what because he's working with the least amount of talent, I think, around him, period, on the offensive side. When you look at offensive line, receivers, running backs, like if, if Mahomes isn't there, we can already go ahead and pencil this in as probably one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Um, But he, he, he definitely props them up. But my thing about it is when I look at the Ravens, I think the same thing. Like Lamar doesn't have the passing touchdowns, granted. He also doesn't have the turnovers that everybody else has either. That's the main thing I look at. Like when I look at Lamar Jackson I look at him, like when I look at Raven games, Lamar Jackson helps march them down the field. Like the rushing attack is amazing on that team. Part of it, part of the reason the rushing attack is oh, so OC is because Lamar Jackson is a threat to run the ball. So you're going to be concerned. And like while Jalen Hurts is also a threat, I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts taking a 50 yard run to the house. I am terrified that Lamar can do that. So when Lamar's handing the ball off to a running back, if the whole defense bites on that running back catching the ball, Lamar really could take that thing 50 or 60 yards up the field and score. Mm -hmm. I don't think any other quarterback in the league has that dangerous aspect to their game except Lamar. So a lot of teams play over the top for the pass as well, but also at the same time, his receiving court is failing to produce. Like people do not be getting open. They drop passes. Like I think Lamar Jackson, he has he's right behind Pat Mahomes is having the worst receiving core. They both have to rely on their tight end because the rest of their receiving core has already proven they can't perform. Yeah. So like my top five comes in, comes in at Pat Mahomes, number one, Lamar Jackson number two. And when I say that, I say like I think Pat Mahomes is kind of like in that Calvin Johnson era of receivers, where like it was Calvin Johnson and then the field. I think it's kind of the same way. Like it's Patrick Mahomes and then the field as far as quarterbacks are concerned. But I have Lamar firmly at number two. Um, Burrow is kind of give and take because I look at Burrow and he has everything that those first two guys don't have. He has a better offensive line than both of them. He has a better running back than both of them, arguably. And he definitely has the way, better. he has the best receiving part of anybody that you list in the top five or top 10 either. So it's kind of like, I expect you to do well. It's like, you have a Ferrari and you're racing a bunch of Priuses or a Toyota Camrys. Like, I expect you to – I don't expect you to beat them barely. I expect you to burn them. Like, I expect you to look way better than the rest of them. So, like, me personally, I'll put Hurts at number four just because I think it's something to be said to win games. And a lot of times when you put Jalen Hurts in a position to win a football game, he goes out there and wins it. So I can't really get too mad at him for that even though he has a lot of weapons the same way Burrow does, but he wins more games, I feel like, than Burrow does. <laughs> so I'll put Jalen Hurts number three. I'll put Burrow number four. And I think I've already told y'all, like, we've already talked about how I feel about Josh Allen. So I'm going to be the first one to say it. I would slot Justin Herbert number five instead of Josh Allen. I have Josh Allen.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know about that one, man. Uh, I can't get around it. Heard, about it is. Yeah, it's your, it's your opinion, but, like, Man, Herbert is – just be disappointed, man. He can be like, disappointed. Every, every game he's played this year has been, like, just a disappointment to what you think – what we think Herbert is. Yeah,
0: but you you know how I always talk about how, like, you know, like I always wonder how bad or how good Kenny Pickett is because in the fourth quarter, if I told you Kenny Pickett stats in the fourth quarter, you would be shocked. Kenny Pickett is a legitimate threat in the fourth quarter. Like, he's – he the entire offense starts humming in the fourth which is what always leads me to wonder, like, I'll be like, I don't really know if he's that bad or if Canada is just that terrible of an offensive coordinator that nothing gets going into the fourth when, when Kenny's no longer listening to him. And I feel like Justin Herbert is the same way. He got Brandon Staley over there and Staley be doing anything. We, everybody knows that at this point. So like, and then when I look at their stats side by side, you know, Josh Allen only has 400 yards and has five more touchdowns, but he also has five more picks, and he has three more fumbles than Justin Herbert does. So, like, he's a turnover machine. He's turnover prone, highly turnover prone at that. So, like, I struggled to, like, I struggled to, like, be like, okay, Josh Allen is, like, solidified as, like, one of the elite, like, you know, top three, or, like, he's, like, so be- so much better than the rest of the field. Like, I don't view him that way. I don't.
1: I just want to rebuff one point that you made there about the Ravens receiving core being close to as bad as Kansas City's. Kansas City's receiving core leads the league in drops, and they have double the amount of drops as the Ravens receiving core. Y'all know how I feel about the argument about Lamar and the receiving core. It's, just, it's getting old to me personally. Um, but, yeah, that's all
2: I want to say about it. Can I ask on on, uh, the Lamar take? Go ahead. So I know know AD was talking about Lamar only has nine touchdowns on the year regarding like – was that total or passing? Passing Passing touchdowns, nine passing Passing. touchdowns. Well, I don't know if y'all have been watching the Ravens games recently, but in the last three weeks when they get into the red zone, they have this running back, Gus Edwards, and he has been a TD merchant on – in the red zone, the last three weeks, Seattle, Arizona, and Detroit, he has six touchdowns in the last three weeks.
0: It's almost like the touch punch. Like,
2: <laughs> but, hey, literally, like he's... gets out there, he scores. Yeah, so I can't really hold Lamar to that. If it, if if those TDs are going in, they going in. So, um, yeah, that's a big find for the Ravens. But like
0: this, I can't find, I can't get mad at somebody because they're not scoring when. They're helping you get all the way down the field. Like I, I'm not gonna be like, dang, he can't score a touchdown, but he got me all the way down to the three yard line, and now like I have an automatic touchdown machine behind me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like it's like the Super Bowl all over again. Like you have Marshawn Lynch back there, you're on the one yard line. Like let's not make it complicated. Right now for the Ravens, I have Gus Edwards back there. This he used to be a fullback. Now he's a running back. Let's not make it complicated. Our offensive line gets pushed too, so again, let's not make it complicated.
1: And I feel yeah. that I just maybe I need to watch some more Ravens football, man. Maybe that's what I'm missing because, you know, I'm not watching the CBS one o'clock games often. I'll be honest, but when I look at the numbers, I'm just not blown away by Lamar, and he also just hasn't won. Anything just yet, so th- that's my holdup.
2: Yeah, they're a very regular season team for sure. After-
1: not won anything either. What, what did he win?
0: The overtime loss to the Chiefs. That's what you're giving him.
1: You know the you know those battles count for something though. He's there's a lot of quarterbacks that wouldn't even keep you in those games. So let me the way ask the you, what would, would play before?
0: Let me ask you, what do you wait? What do you weigh more? That overtime loss to the Chiefs, or Lamar Jackson winning MVP of the league and kind of ran away with it? like it wasn't close. It wasn't like Mahomes was right behind him or anybody, for that matter, was right behind him in that race. He won that race probably in like week 12. Like when he did that spin move against the Bengals and then ran it in, that's pretty much when he sealed up the MVP. So what do you weigh more, his MVP or Josh Allen's overtime loss to the Chiefs?
1: Unfortunately, it's the overtime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the that's truth, insane. Bro. That is insane. That is insane. Like, what? that's the honest truth, bro. I mean, bro, I respect Lamar Jackson. I respect Lamar Jackson, bro. But I just
2: something about him, man. Something about him. No, I'm with, I'm with AD. He, he definitely has to prove they himself. They don't have to won anything. anything. That's my issue. But Lamar hasn't even been there in the in the playoffs. Like he's he's. By week 14, Lamar is, like, on the bench, on the sideline because he's hurt. What you mean?
0: He's played in playoff games. He's won a playoff game. That's he's play won game.
2: one playoff game in the wild card against the Titans. I remember that year. Josh, only won like, two.
0: He's only won two.
2: As a matter it's, of fact, it's, it's,
0: let's call a spade a spade. Did he win that game last year against Miami, or did Miami lose it?
2: We're, uh, we're playing semantics. We're playing semantics. Uh, but, that,
0: but that's what y'all just started off with semantics. Like they, so, so they both had, they both neither one of them have won anything. Semantic, semantics included. Wow, one of them went to overtime against Mahomes and the Chiefs.
2: The best ability is availability, Giddy. Lamar
0: Jackson's been there in the playoffs.
2: One, right. to, one, one time. One time. One time though.
0: Okay. Okay. So I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look up how many games both of them have missed. I mean, you can keep
2: going. I mean, I, I'm just this isn't gonna take long. Hey, I'm just saying. Like I said, I think that the top five is solidified. You can put Tua and Herbert in there if you want.
1: I'm not putting Tua think, in
2: there, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't either. But going off of this year, there is an there is an argument about that because he has been playing at an MVP caliber. However, he hasn't beat. I think it was a stat. he hasn't beat a, a winning team in like four hundred days. Yeah, so they're not
1: winning. They're not winning games against like they they beat all the teams they should beat. They beat the best all
0: the teams that they should beat.
1: Yeah, yeah, but when it comes to teams that they that they you know are gonna have a true matchup against, the offense even seems flat. Um, but I'll save that you know that part of it for uh, our later discussion on the Miami Dolphins and where they stand as a whole. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: are you, are you back with the stats? Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I'm coming back to it right now. So 2018, Josh Allen missed 4 games. 2019, he didn't miss any games. 2020, he didn't it doesn't look like he missed any. 2021, he didn't miss any. And 2022, he hasn't missed any. He didn't miss any. And I will give him credit. He has a lot of injuries up here. He kind of reminds me of Ben a big Ben, so I'm kind of nervous for the end of his career. Like he's gonna be like walking as a shell.
2: All right, and now Lamar. But he has
0: some toughness to him, so I can I can definitely respect that. So now I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson.
2: I like I like I like Lamar a lot. I like Lamar. I yeah yeah y'all can say y'all can say about the you know how the offense looks and he's not doing the passing touchdowns and whatnot, but like. If the office is humming. It's humming.
0: So Lamar has missed five games each of the past two seasons. So he's missed ten. Josh Allen has missed what six?
2: I think at four.
1: And he hasn't. And he hasn't missed games in the last three seasons. He missed
0: four, and then he missed two, and then one. Well, no, he missed one and one. So he's missed six.
1: Yeah, bro, he's around more than Lamar is for sure. But it, this is not a knock on Lamar, bro. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just how and I this feel. It definitely seems like a knock. It's think. how I feel.
2: It's that, high. That, that,
1: running, that, that running offense, it's like in a pass-first league, it, it it hides some things for you. And I, I really want to see what's going to happen when Lamar Jackson has the reins and it's, you know, last drive of the football game and he's got to throw it. They've got no timeouts left. They can't run you down. Um, You know, what is he going to do in that situation? Do I trust him to go dot people up i don't know i don't know
0: i tell you what i don't trust josh allen all the time because he might he's gonna taste almost just as life, half as liable to turn it over so i don't really know
1: <laughs> i guess josh allen just has the prototypical you know stature um he's a big dude that can run with the football uh, he makes big throws big arm but yeah i mean sometimes he's literally out there punting it too so Everybody got their flaws, I guess, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, so.
0: (laughs) Man, the QB debate could go to the end of time, but we're going to go ahead and move on, fellas, you know. Now, going from the quarterback situation, and, I mean, A.D. just touched on it, in a league where passing is kind of king at this point, um, the biggest threats on teams really are receivers at this point. Your receivers kind of can, like, make or break or make your quarterback look a lot better than he is, or your receivers, in some cases, can make your quarterback look a lot worse, I want y'all to give me our top five receivers in the league right now. A.B., I'll go to you first. I'll give you first
1: dibs. Perfect. All right, so my top three is very clear to me. Um, It's Tyree Hill. It's A.J. Brown. It's Stephon Diggs. Um, Those three guys are just game changers. Um, They can get the football underneath, beat you over the top. Footwork off the line is just incredible. Um, so those three guys right now for the 2023-2024 NFL season are my top three. Um, Tyreek and A.J. Brown on a week-to-week basis are, you know what I'm saying, they're 100-yard guys. like You can just book it. At this point, they're going to get the targets. They're going to make the catches. Um, both of them are good for a big play. And Stefan Diggs quietly his yards aren't up there but when he has the football in his hands he's arguably as dangerous as the other two um his ability to play through contact his speed with the ball in his hands his agility yeah he's just um you know Tyreek is all finesse um you know I'm saying he ain't running nobody over but AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs are that perfect match of like speed quickness as well as toughness with the football in their hands. Uh, number four, you know, I I I, I want to say it's Jamar Chase, but it's like Joe Burrow's just making his comeback. And again, like over the last couple of weeks, yes, like with with Burrow back, with his guy back, with the timing back, he still shows you that he's he's one of those guys. Like he had a hundred yards and a touchdown against San Francisco. Um, he had that explosive game against Arizona where he had three touchdowns, 192 yards, 15 receptions. So he can still, you know, make make that kind of noise. So, but but you know, it's like I'm gonna give him a little bit more time. The same way I'm gonna give Joe Burrow a little bit more time. But he's arguably up there. And then one of my favorite guys in the league, man, Amon Ross St. Brown. Like he's just so dependable week after week. Like, he, he literally, you know, he he has sat because of injury this year, but he's, like, ho- hovering around 10 receptions a game. He's getting close to 100 yards um, every time he steps on the field at this point. Over the last three weeks, he's got 108 yards, 102 yards, 124 yards. He had a slouch game at Green Bay um, before the injury and the bye week. Um, but before that, against Atlanta and Seattle, two more 100-yard games. So he's just he's got sure hands. He's good on the goal line. He plays a lot out of the slot. So that's kind of one of those things that knocks him down a little bit to me. But Amon Ross St. Brown um, is somebody that we're going to talk about, you know, for for the foreseeable future. It looks like. Um, so, I guess. And then right after that, right after those two guys, I talk about maybe Keenan Allen um, and, unfortunately, CeeDee Lamb, as much as I hate that guy. um, He's been really (laughs) consistent this year. Um, It seems like Dak is turning it on at the right time. Uh, Over the last couple games, he showed up in big ways um, when when Dallas needs him. Um, Shorehands. You know, qu- you know, third and five, he's somebody you can always go to to get a, a first down on the slant. So my top three, Tyreek, A.J. Brown, and Stephon Diggs. And then after that, Amon Ross St. Brown, Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb. Um, and after that, it's kind of like a hosh of guys. There's, you know, D.J. Moore, uh, Mike Evans. So, yeah, those are my guys right now.
0: Interesting list, interesting list. Buzz, I'll let you go
2: next. I'm not going to lie. This is the one topic on the itinerator day where I thought that we were going to be screaming at each other. And AD has started off well, so I'm very happy I can save my voice. Um. So, top top two, if we're talking about this season, I know, I, I know Gade's going to say this later in his spiel because, you know, when we talk about overall, it's a different conversation, of course. But if we're talking about this year, the top two have to be Tyreek and A.J. Brown. They're not just putting up great stats. They're historical. Through nine games, they're the only two receivers that have over 1,000 yards. They're, they've they just been magical and have been maybe they're probably both top five in MVP votes right now, If I if I had a vote personally. So I think top 2 definitely Ty- Tyreek 1 and then AJ2. And then 3, I'm still going to respect Jettis. Just, just Jefferson is still top 5. I know he's been injured this year, but you you can't you can't ignore the facts that he is still one of the greatest receivers ever pretty much. So, um he's 3 for me and then 4 and 5 I'm going to say four is Stephon Diggs. He's still him, and he's always going to be him with Josh Allen, especially as as his quarterback. That's the number one target, and the offense goes through Stephon Diggs. And then five, I'm going to still say Jamar. Um, I know the the Bengals haven't been, you know, because because of Burrow's injury. It hasn't been top-notch, but Jamar is still an upper echelon uh, receiver to me. So yeah, I think top five is Reek, AJ, Jettas Steph, and then uh, Jamar. And then if you want to, I'll say five B would be the Adams. I know with Jimmy Garoppolo, it hasn't cut it cut it yet, but if they had a receipt, a a serviceable quarterback with the Raiders, he would be putting up astonishing numbers as well. So I'll put him at five B.
0: Well, well, well. What do we have here? Everybody in agreement on an actual
1: ranking system. This is
0: actually kind of like historic, I think, at least for us.
1: Yeah, this is
2: definitely a first.
0: I don't think we've ever (laughs) like actually agreed, like even an agreement about anything, bro.
2: I'm telling you, I was conserving my energy for this for this topic. Because I, mean, I know, <laughs> I, we because we had this we had this when we were, we met at the cigar bar about
0: yeah like we we definitely had so. this debate many a times and I mean it's kind of crazy because like when you look at it and you look at games and everything like the top two really have been game records this year like you might think something is in hand and like you know you might think you know you have the offense stymied and then the next thing you know AJ Brown pops over for like a quick twelve yard game then he gets like a thirty five yard game or you might think you know. The offense isn't moving. And next thing you know, Tyree Hill just caught a forty-five yard bomb. Like so I'ma give what, them, I'm I,
2: you have to give both of them the top two spot at least slots in my opinion this season. Giddy, before you start, I'm gonna say I said Cigar Bar is Shelly's. If they wanna sponsor us, I would be more than <laughs> You're happy. Alive. Man, at least give us love a lot them. Though. We give them our they give they show us love, we give them love. Shout out Shelly's. Shout out Shelly's back room, man.
0: DC. One of the best cigar bars around, man. You ain't gonna find two, you ain't gonna find really any better. But being on the topic of it, you got to give the top two slots to them, too. Now, number three is where everything gets really interesting to me because I still have Devontae Adams plugged in at number three. And the only reason being is because you know, I watch Raider games, but that's because he's on my fantasy team. Like, I feel invested in watching because I'm trying to understand why he's not scoring, like, why he's not scoring or why he's not getting catches. But then I look at the game, and I'm looking at him being overthrown, underthrown, just completely missed. Like, And it's one of those type of things, like, well, you know, like they might underthrow a receiver or overthrow a receiver, and there's a cornerback in the area, or there's a defensive back in the, in the area around him. He's getting over and underthrown, and there is nobody within 20 yards of him. Like, his route running skills are so elite, he's losing the cornerback at the line. And then he's losing the safety in the middle of the field. And so I'm like, I'm looking at some of these, and I'm like, man, I know kids playing Pop Warner that can make some of these passes. Like, I'm just being frank. And, like, he's just – he's not getting the ball. Like, and, Buzz, is like you said, if he had a serviceable quarterback, I think he would be blowing the numbers he has out of the water. And he's had probably out of the top four or five, he's probably, probably – he's had the worst quarterback situation out of all of them in my opinion. Um, So I definitely have Devontae slotted at number three. I'm going to say – I'm going to go Jettis and Jamar Chase at four and five just because you got to give respect to Jettis. I mean, I think going into the season after the first two weeks, you were like, okay, yeah, Jettis really is the best receiver in the league. Like, he's unguardable. He plays through contact. He He can get jump balls for you. He can catch the underneath, the over the top. Like, he's just dangerous in so many ways. And I feel like him being there, the offense is, like, completely opened up because you're so worried about him on the outside. So I'm going to slot Jettis at number five, even though he hasn't been playing. And I'm going to give Jamar Chase the respect of being at number four because he literally said, one week, I'm always open. And the next week, he literally was open at all times. He had, like, what, 16 receptions, 100 and, 150 or something yards, three touchdowns. 192. 192 yards, three touchdowns. Like, he he proved – like, it's one thing for you to say something, but it's another thing for you to stand on business with it. Like, and he stood on business. Like, he said, I'm always open. Basically saying, Joe needs to throw me the ball. Like, no matter what it looks like, I'm going to get the ball. I'm, I'm open. And he went out there and proved it. So, that's kind of, like, my top five. And I feel like my top five is solidified. Like, I don't really care to hear conversations about other people. Like, yeah, I love – I love Amon Rossay Brown – but it's something to be said when you line up on the outsides and you're still always open. Like you're lining up against the best. The best of the best that, that team has to offer is checking you and you basically dominate them the whole game. So I think it's a lot to be said about that. So I don't think Ahmad Robert St. Brown is just there. Is there just yet. Um, he might be on the horizon of it because it is also really good for you to be able to line up your receiver in so many different areas and he's just as effective in every area. But I don't think he's that type of guy that I can line up out wide and be like, I need you to take pressure off of everybody on the field. I don't think he's that type of guy just yet. So he's going to land right outside of my top five. Um, I think Cooper Cup battled too many injuries this year. So I'm still, I feel like he might not even still really be at 100%. And Stafford, he's hurt now. Like he's hurt, hurt now. So he can't play. But I also think he's been hot and cold all year. So um, with all that being said. Oh, wait, no digs? I mean, you can slot Diggs at number six with my mom, Ross St. Brown, but I don't have Diggs in my top five with those other five guys because I think those other five guys are game records. I do think Diggs is a good receiver you can go to when you need him, when you need him, and he's a phenomenal number one receiver, but I don't have him being better than any of those other five guys in the top five because I think all those, all, all those other five guys – I think all of them, with adequate QB play, is. Our, I think all of them are game records. And Tyreek and A.J. Brown are kind of showing it. Um, Jettis and Jamar have both showed it on multiple occasions. I haven't seen Diggs necessarily wreck an entire game plan this year yet. He's been a, a phenomenal receiver, but I haven't seen him destroy a defensive coordinator's game plan. But I'm going to come right but yeah, I mean, you know, that's just that's my thing with that's my whole thing with Stuff Diggs. Like I just I don't have him in my top five per se. But you know, an opinion is an opinion. But AD, I think you wanted to say something.
1: I just I just don't like Jetta's um in a, in the top five having only played five games. Like these other guys have played eight, nine games. When we look at their full body of work, like it it shows, you know, Jettas obviously has proven himself over the length of his career. But when we talk about this year, if you haven't played almost half of the season, like there are guys who are out there every week that are doing phenomenal things. And I just feel like that deserves more respect. I will say Amon Ross St. Brown should probably move to the outside. He's got the height and speed to play on the outside. I don't think he's hiding from anybody, um, but he just works a lot better in the slot like his speed his quickness he's got really short hands he's not getting as many yards per reception as some of these other guys um but that's because he's like you know a possession receiver for real even though he does have the speed to take you over the top as well so that's that's my last point on that
0: all right i mean that's a fair point but you know we're gonna move on next thing to you know we're talk about the mvp chatter in the league today i mean you know we finally have some skill position players, not just quarterbacks, rounding out the MVP conversation. You know, being Tyreek Hill or C-Mac or maybe even AJ Brown, as Buzz was alluding to, but somebody who's actually in, who's been in some of the chatter. Funny enough, even though I think it's just more so bluster than actual, really any real substance. You know, everybody's talking about CJ Stroud right now, especially after that huge game he's had. But quiet, but not even quietly, CJ Stroud is having an amazing season, but. You know, when I look when I look at the MVP chatter, I don't have CJ Stroud in there realistically, but he is having an amazing season. Not even just as a rookie, but just as a overall player. But right now, when you all look at the MVP chatter right now, you know who's your who's your MVP of the league right now? Like going from today and Buzz, I'll let you start.
2: Oh man, I I, I get that. I, I would say if you look at the you know the the uh, Betting odds that Mahomes is number one. But Mahomes hasn't looked that good to me this year. I don't I know that he's been has he really been carrying the Chiefs this year? I, I wouldn't say so. I think that this defense has been very um very good for them. So I I want to say Mahomes um I wouldn't even say hurts. I if I had to pick today, I'm just going off the stats because a lot of these teams um, I don't have the record that the Eagles do, and I I would say you know maybe maybe Hurts or AJ, but they haven't been like you know MVP dominant. Maybe you can say AJ, but are they really gonna give a receiver MVP? I don't think so. So maybe Tyreek, I would say it's it's a it's a very close race, but I'll I'll say Tyreek because he's putting up historic numbers, and I don't see him slowing down. So, and I, I do think if he gets 2,000 yards and the uh, Dolphins get maybe a top two seed in the AFC, I can see them giving it to, to uh, Tyreek. Okay, nice take. AD?
1: Um, when it comes to MVP, I think that Mahomes is always going to be talked about. But Buzz does have a point that when the defense – is playing as well as the Chiefs' defense has, which has been a very big surprise, actually, um, how much better that defense looks from than from a year ago. Uh, but Mahomes' defense has helped them out a lot this year. They're keeping scores a lot lower than they usually have, even though Mahomes is still on pace to finish in the top three to five um, as far as passing yards goes. Um, I think that if... Even if Tyreek eclipses 2,000 yards, he'll probably, you know, win that Offensive Player of the Year award. But it's hard to take the MVP away from a a quarterback. But if anybody was going to win, I think that a quarterback will win it. And I think that maybe if Lamar Jackson stays on the same trajectory that he's on right now and the Ravens continue to dominate games the way that they have. Um, that Lamar Jackson has a real case to win MVP. And if anybody were to win it that was not a quarterback, I think it would have to be Christian McCaffrey um, because he has really shown himself to be pretty much everything for the 49ers offense. They have been on a losing skid, and we know that more than any other sport in the world, Winning um is very important to winning the MVP race. So if the 49ers can't turn it around over the next couple of weeks, um, that then that 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 might start becoming an issue for CMax MVP case. But if I had to give a midseason MVP, I think that we're we're pretty bored of Mahomes. Unfortunately, that's kind of just what happens when you're great for that long. People kind of get bored of you. Um, Lamar Jackson, after the summer that he had, um, to come out and be seemingly worth the money so far, and the Ravens dominating games, I think Lamar Jackson is number one. And if anybody were to win it, not being a quarterback, it would be Christian McCaffrey.
2: And one more thing on—I uh, know we started off with C.J. Stroud. Um, They—they're not going to give MVP to a rookie, like unless he is just going but bananas, um, but he has had a very, 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 very good uh, season so far, and he's going to for sure get Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, but boy, oh boy, did the Panthers fuck up. They, they missed the ball on this one.
0: Mm, I mean, I still don't – I don't know if they completely whiffed on it. I mean, I think – you can still say if you want C.J. Shaw is the better quarterback, but I still think he has the better supporting cast, especially the better offensive line. But that might be an argument for another day. But when I look at the MVP race, um, I mean, I just I don't think quarterbacks are necessarily deserving of it every year just because you're a quarterback and you're putting up stats. I think when it comes down to MVP, I think you have to look at somebody like Christian McCaffrey. And as long as the 49ers, like as long as they win 11 or 12 games, I think you have to give it to Christian McCaffrey because – Assuming they win 11 or 12 games, I feel like it's more of a – I feel like you have a better chance of him not scoring in a game. I feel like you have a better chance of him scoring in a game than him not scoring at this point. Like, even when you go on any type of, like, odds betting, Christian McCaffrey is almost like minus 150 or minus 200 to score. Like, they they bank on him scoring at this point every week. They don't know how, whether you're going to catch a touchdown or run one in, but – that's pretty much like like it's almost something you can book. And so looking at that, I mean, I, my personal MVP would either be him or Tyreek. And Tyreek's also comes with the same caveat, like you got to win games. And so, like, you know, like, and unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes is starting to get that effect of, like, you know, you're just – you've been so great for so long already. It's kind of like people start to get bored with you. Same thing with LeBron. Like, you know, LeBron has four MVPs. He probably should have had five or six. Shaq only has one. And Shaq probably should have had two or three. So it's like once you just get bored with somebody after a certain certain amount of time, you just stop wanting to vote for them because they're like – they're the safe or easy vote, and you can never really go wrong with it. Um, but quietly, Patrick Mahomes has 17 touchdowns, and he, he has had eight picks. But, again, he's also working with the worst supporting cast on an offense out of anybody probably in the – Top 20 in the NFL as far as players are concerned. Um, so I just think when you look at all of that in all totality, you know, I think they said a couple days ago, or maybe like maybe even on Monday, Lamar, Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts are all tied with the same odds to win MVP. Like they're all three of them are the front runners. Even with the season Tyreek and Christian McCaffrey are having, those three quarterbacks are still the front runners to win MVP. Um, so if I had to pick an MVP out there today, it's probably going to go to Jalen Hurts, even though I don't think he's outperformed necessarily Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. He's winning football games, and he's performed just as well. At the best, he's probably for, performed just as well as those other two. But the main point is he's winning. Like, And I think Philly has the best record in the NFL at this point. Correct me if I'm wrong, Buzz.
2: They do. Uh,
0: yeah, you're That's correct. Me? Yeah, I say y'all are sitting at seven and one, and he's coming up on a Eight bye one.
2: week.
0: 8-1. So like he, they're coming up on a bye week now, and he gets to take a seat and take a rest. So Jalen Hurts, yeah. this is probably his year to win it. Um, if there was ever going to be a year at this point, it's probably this year for him to win it, unless the Eagles just completely start faltering and you know one of the other front runners, like they, start steamrolling and they just go all the way into the playoffs with it. So I'll say right now, it's probably going to be Jalen Hurts. Not quarterback, non non quarterback winning. I feel like you have to give it to C- to C Mac. You
2: have to. So if if Hurts is to win MVP, he has to go. This next, I, I I said in a previous podcast, this next stretch is imperative to see who to see who the Eagles really really are. Um, after the bye, it's Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Seahawks, and then Cowboys again. So I think if we already passed the first test with the Cowboys. I think if we can win, um, maybe go four and one in this next stretch. I think it uh, hurts this MVP to lose.
0: Because okay. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, we're we're actually kind of agreeing on a lot of things tonight. And this is actually really earth shattering. Like, might put in a lottery ticket. Uh, hey, no
2: ball. You no ball.
0: So now we move on to the Dolphins. I mean, I guess we can talk about the Dolphins and the Bills at this point. You know, I've always told people, I've, and y'all already know, I've always said I think the Bills are front runners, but I think now the Dolphins have put themselves squarely in that frontrunner position as well. They can't seem to be a good team, but they beat the brakes off of bad teams. So, I mean, just give me y'all opinions on the Bills and the Dolphins. Like, where do y'all see them at this point in the season? Like, both, both teams are reeling right now. I mean, really, reeling. Really. And then I don't know if they're both going to go into a free fall. I don't foresee it, at least not with the Bills. Um, but even looking at the Dolphins, they seem like they can't beat any good football team. So, like, you know, AD, I'll let you go first on this one. Um, just give me your, your brief outlook on the Bills and the Dolphins right now.
1: So, the Dolphins – Um, Like you said, they just they can't seem to find a way to beat teams that are good. Um, You know, the the Kansas City Chiefs over the last couple of years have fooled us into thinking that the league has changed. um, And now that you can win, uh, win a Super Bowl and be a contending team for years over years, just stacking an offense. And unfortunately, the Dolphins are showing us that it's not true. Offensively, they have the most weapons in the NFL, um, the most speed. Mike McDaniels is an exceptional offensive play caller. But when they get faced with a defense that gives them any kind of trouble, they just can't seem to find a way to pull it out. Um, they seem to fall flat. And Tua Tungavailoa um plays worse. Uh I mean, obviously you're going to play worse against better teams, right? But uh, in that, in the last, in the Kansas City game, it seemed like he had a lot of opportunities to take the game into his hands, and he just couldn't do it. Um, the timing is off; they're missing throws that they should make. However, their next four games are against the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, and the Titans. And like we said, they have a way of beating the teams that they should beat. So the Dolphins probably will go four and zero over the next four games. Um, and continue to contend, and we'll believe in them again in, in a couple weeks. We'll believe in them again, even though we've seen them lose to teams um, that are competitors, that the, the true competitors of the league. In the case of the Bills, I don't know who they are, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, I still just don't know who they are. They squeak out a win against the Giants. They squeak out a, a win against the Bucks. They lose to the Patriots, who have been abysmal all year. Um, I give them a bit of a pass on that because it is division football. So, you know, the guys in your division, they know you better than anybody else. They know your schemes. They know the looks that you're going to bring. They're always going to give you a harder time. Um, But they had a great chance to play a really good Bengals team that is hot right now on prime time for the world to see, and they lost that game as well. Um, with Joe Burrow still wouldn't say he's at a hundred percent yet, but an 80% Joe Burrow, 85% Joe Burrow. uh, They had a chance to really dominate, you know, when they get ahead on guys, they find a way to really beat the shit out of you. And when, when they can't, they, they don't find a way to win. Um, so, you know, the bills have consistently, the bills have consistently been like that. Um, And it seems like they're headed down that same path again this year.
0: I mean, it's, (laughs) it's just, it's one of those type of times. I just like to say, I told you so to people like buzz, go ahead and chime in.
2: Believe it or not, you you can argue that the dolphins are frauds and I, I won't disagree with you, but believe it or not, I do think that the dolphins are in a better position than the bills. And I'll tell you why. Um, I think that the injury to A-Chan has been very detrimental to the team and only because they rely on his speed to fool the defenses to come in because you have to stop that, of course. So I think with the running uh, the running game, they have to get more involved with play actions so that they can bring in these safeties so that they, they won't cheat and get Tyreek and Waddle into open space so I think when HN comes back, I don't think it's going to solve everything, because that's, that's, that's not how football works. But I think it will be very helpful to you know progress their offense and their defense is stout. They just got Ramsey back. Um, I think the Dolphins will be fine in the in the long haul. But with the Bills, I I agree with AD. I don't I don't know who they are either. Um, the injuries are mounting up. You know, they've lost uh, to Davius White and Milano. That's two integral parts of their defense. And, um, you know, Josh Allen is a turnover machine. And when you have your second option as Gabe Davis at wide receiver, we are always ragging on him. I mean, that's not going to win you a lot of games in the playoffs. Um, however, I do like the addition of. Dawson Kincaid, I think Dawson Knox injury was a blessing in disguise. But, you know, is, is Kincaid going to be there in the playoffs as your second option um, to Stephon Diggs? We, we're going to see. But, like I said, the, the, the injuries are a big issue for the Bills, and um, we'll see how it goes once the postseason arrives.
0: Man. All good points. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's firmly doc. It's well documented. I think the Bills are front runners. Um, you know, I just I don't see them necessarily getting any better unless Josh Allen tones down the turnovers. Um, you know, like you said just now, but Shadavius White is now gone. So now your top, your top defensive back, arguably is is now gone for the season. So now they're back there was you know, kind of relying more so on Poirier and Micah Micah Hyde now to make plays down the stretch, especially in games where like I just look at a lot of the Bills games and I'm like, man, y'all shouldn't even be in this game right now. But you know, like we like I've already touched on, Josh Allen is a turnover machine. And luckily for the Bills, they're going into a stretch of games where they should win and they should win out. Like A D said. So um, I just think – I mean, I just think they're both a bunch of front runners. Like, I think the issue for the, for the Dolphins is going to come in. You know, it just doesn't seem like they can beat good football teams. And I think when you break that down and you look at that, that's going to be a serious issue going into late stretches into the season because if y'all don't beat a good football team during the regular season, I'm definitely not going to believe you're going to beat one in the playoffs when everything – when the lights are much brighter, it's much more on the line, you know, everything just seems to get a little tighter and a little – Everything seems to be a little bit harder. You're playing the best of the best. So I think just in the Dolphins case especially, the regular season might might as well just be a wash unless you beat a a good football team. And as for the Bills, I think we've already touched on it. They don't really have a running game. Um, You know, we've always dragged on Gabe Davis. Um, But I just look at the rest of that roster, and I'm looking at it, I'm thinking like, I gonna have to rely on Dalton Kincaid to help carry us to the playoffs and through the playoffs. Like, I have to rely on my rookie tight end. So, I just – I don't really see it. You know, I think kind of like the wool is going to be pulled over everybody – the wool is going to be pulled off of everybody's eyes as it pertains to the Bills. But I think this is definitely going to be an interesting stretch going down, down to the wire in the season. Um, but moving on to our last topic, and really might be maybe one of our most interesting topics. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody has seen Aaron Rodgers on the sideline throwing like 30 yards or 40 yards. You know, this past weekend, he was throwing 50 yard bombs and dots. Um, he was doing like a little three step drop back with him. And, you know, the question in everybody's mind now, you know, Aaron Rodgers had hinted at it earlier in the year, coming back from his Achilles injury this year. Um, now he's kind of walked that back a little bit, but. He definitely looks uh, he definitely looks a lot better than I would have thought he would look at this point coming back, coming for off of an Achilles surgery. But if you're the Jets and you're looking at this football team, do you if you're Aaron Rodgers or if you're even Robert Salah, do you try to rush Aaron Rodgers back for this season and think, you know, maybe if if Rodgers comes back, we might actually be able to make a push for a Super Bowl? Because I think if you're just making a push for a playoff appearance, you don't rush him back. It's no point. He might get re, he might re-injure himself or get hurt again, and you're just rushing him back for possibly a first-round exit. It seems kind of pointless to me. But if you're the Jets, do you rush Aaron Rodgers back right now? Do you try to get him back into the mix and into the fold cuz they really are just a quarterback away it seems. And Buzz, I'll let you go first.
2: You know, at first when I was thinking about this probably like a couple weeks ago, I was all for you know A Rod to sit out, just wait till next year. But then this Jets team is is there. It's it's good. It's a good team, and they real they literally are a quarterback away. Zach Wilson is butt cheeks, like he's he's ass ass. And if Rogers says he feels good, why not? He's getting paid sixty million a year. Um. And how old is he right now? He's he's 40,
1: right? Yeah, he's 40 years old.
2: I think he's 40. Are you really going to trust Aaron Rodgers at 41 next year? I mean, I know he's going to be fully healthy. But, like, do you, do you uh, is he going to be Aaron Rodgers? Like, Aaron Rodgers? You don't know. So, I think Rodgers has a short window. Might as well. You might as well just say, fuck it. Let's go for it. That's just my opinion. I mean, I, I, I probably sound insane, but like, why not? Why not just try and see? And if 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 his Achilles just falls off the bone, then he can at least say he tried. I, I probably do sound insane saying it right now, but like, you
1: sound nuts. <laughs> telling I this man his Achilles off the bone.
0: Is there.
2: He has Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, like. No, I'm pretty sure they're all fuck screaming am saying, I'm saying fuck it. I'm, saying, I'm, saying, fuck it. Me I'm pretty sure it. they're all
0: screaming for him to come back
2: though. Like bruh, I just just do it. Just do it. Just try. Just try. Just try.
1: AD, I I, I, I I you know you know earlier in the year I had said um can can y'all you hear the background? Much?
2: Yeah, you did say that.
1: Give me one second. Hold on, y'all.
0: I mean, the thing about it is, I'm pretty sure, right? Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, and probably even the defense sauce, Gardner, DJ Reed, and Quentin Williams, are probably all looking at Zach Wilson like, please, please, Lord God, please. If if, if I never asked you for anything else, just heal, just heal A-Rod's Achilles so he can play this year. Please, please. Like, He's he not schedule. doing nothing. Like this, this this dude over here ain't doing anything. Like,
1: all right, I'm you, back, fellas. Let me see. Um, what I was saying was. So earlier in the year, as y'all know, I was on the train and I was and I was telling y'all Aaron Rodgers is coming back this season. That A-Rod was going to make a miraculous return through his magical powers. But now I'm going full conspiracy. He never tore his Achilles because what he is doing right now <laughs> is unheard of. It defies logic. It defies science. I don't know who he spit with, out my
2: water. So you should be on my side be, then. Say, Fuck he it. shouldn't
1: be he shouldn't be out there on the field throwing 50 yard bombs during warm-ups or telling guys after the game that I'll be back in a couple weeks. Aaron Rodgers is gonna make a return and it's gonna happen around week 14. Yeah. and he's gonna lead this team to the playoffs. Yeah. They will probably lose in the AFC championship game, but it's going to be looked at as a medical miracle, what Aaron Rodgers was able to do. But then later this summer, the conspiracy is going to come out that he never tore his Achilles and he had the same calf strain as Joe Burrow. And he was just icing it. That's what I think is going to happen.
0: I mean, I can't get even get you... mad. I cannot get mad at you buzz. Cause the thing about it is I'm looking, I mean, I'm going to be honest from a competitor, from a, from a from a humane standpoint, I think you're insane. I think you're absolutely insane. Just, I know
2: I do. I sound insane,
0: but from a competitive standpoint, if I was in that locker room, like if if I'm Quentin Williams, right, or I'm Sauce Gardner, and I'm like, dog, we really be putting teams in a in a bind. Like offenses be sad when they see us come on that field. Then I got I got Larry Joe Hogan over here. Doing anything, throwing picks, giving the team giving the ball back with good position. Like teams don't even really be sweating too much. Probably they probably be like, look, we put up nine points. We are gonna probably beat these members all right? If we put up nine points and we don't let the defense score, we probably gonna win. Because all we gotta do is stack about ten in the box, and we can leave everybody in man and man on man coverage. I don't think – I don't think old boy back there going to get it done. I don't think he's going to be able to even see them to throw them the ball. He's not going to throw him an accurate pass. So, I mean, from a competitive standpoint, I get it. I would be watching Aaron Rodgers back personally if I was somebody on that defense. If I was Sauce or Quentin Williams or any of them, I'm calling Aaron Rodgers every day. I'm checking on him every day, every minute. Like, hey, you know, how you looking? You think you can get back by, like, maybe week 12? Like, you know, like you think it's possible? Like, I'm telling the offensive lineman, like, look, when he come back, even if you got to hold a little bit, we'll take some holding penalties. I don't even care. We can go in the second and 30 for all I care. Just don't let nobody touch him. That's it.
1: I mean, in the meantime, though, they really should look at getting uh, Trevor Simeon some snaps. Like, he can't be worse than Zach Wilson. And I That's think awesome. he really does give him a better chance to win at this exact moment. So. You
0: know, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Oh, I'm looking at the like, schedule.
2: I'm looking at the schedule.
0: We're the Josh Dobbs. Dobbs was sitting right there.
2: And, yeah,
0: and and obviously Arizona wanted him to they didn't want him to stay. They're obviously tanking. So they're like, look, can you stop winning? Like, we we we're not trying to be in tight football games. We're trying to lose. We're doing our absolute hardest to lose, and you're making it difficult. So okay. All
2: right, but listen, but listen. All right, so next next week they got the Raiders. Might could be a dub. Are they going are the Raiders? I know Raiders had a good win last week, but like, could they be hungover? possibly i could i could be a dub bills probably a loss dolphins probably a loss then they have falcons texans dolphins probably a loss commanders and then week uh 17 doom, doom, doom. what's that noise doom, doom, doom. who's coming out the tunnel oh man it's number 12 12 back that's the <laughs> 12 running no off the tunnel. No, he 12 running run the flag, on the field bro. would be insane. Tell him bring the flag back,
0: bro.
1: I need the flag. Jets, I need the flag, bro. Uh, I need the, running, flag, out the, the, flag, out the tunnel, running
0: out
2: of the tunnel bro. with the flag. Eight. Eight. Ocho back. Ocho back. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all. Week 17, Jets-Browns. That's the game.
0: Nah, bro. I think it's going to be before they get the wall.
2: They get the wild card.
0: I think it's going to be. I don't think... The thing is, with all of those games, they're going to have a losing record. I don't think a losing record gets them in. The wild card is kind of tight in the AFC right now.
2: Let me see who's in the wild card right now. I
0: kind of. It's tight.
2: Because you got to
0: all think three, all three teams from the AFC North are slotted in, and they're all five and three. We only have to play the Browns one more time. We have to play the Bengals twice. The Bengals have to play the Browns one more time. But that's it. Even if, even if, like, just on an if, we lose to the Bengals both times and we lose to the Browns. The Browns and the Bengals can only lose to each other once.
2: Mm, Bengals got the seven C right now. They five and three. It's gonna be tough. We're we gonna see. And then the we Bills
0: want... are right behind them. And then the Chargers are right yeah, behind
2: Bills, them. Yeah, Bills, Chargers, Texans, they're all four and four. But Jets are four and four. I'm trying to tell y'all, man.
0: This would this would obviously, honestly go down as a medical miracle. Like that's people would with...
1: It would be one of the craziest things that's ever happened in the National Football League. No in, sports
0: period. in sports, period.
1: They would study that man's body for decades.
2: The Whisper's going to start around week 12. Whisper, Ocho, Ocho.
0: Nah, if you come back week, 12, week 17, I think that's too late. Now week 12, week 13, that might get him in.
1: Like, I'm looking around <laughs> week, week 14. Week 14 will probably get it done.
0: I think they bring him back week twelve or week thirteen. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like
1: that's too far. Yeah, he's <laughs> talking about me. That's just a little too soon, that man. Too that's far. a little too soon. Bro,
0: the man was on the sideline throwing fifty yard bombs on a three step yeah. drop.
1: Bro, but can he get hit?
2: Can he take a hit and get back up? Like
0: this is Achilles, not his, not his chest or
2: anything. Like <laughs> I'm going to watch every sports talk show in America if that happens.
0: Nah, if he comes back. I'm a genuinely like, I I would, I would honestly, if he came back and somebody sponsored me to go, I would honestly, genuinely go to New York and ask him how he did it. I'd be like, look, I got to know. Like, even if, even if I can never tell any, I can never tell a soul, I don't care if you did something illegal. I just how, like, oh, Joe, oh, Joe. no, nah, it, it wouldn't make sense. Man, it, it just, I don't know. I think these these next three games are pivotal. And like we've talked about before,
2: you know oh, they got 0-3 the next three games. But you don't know. They put them know on their,
0: their, you know your divisional opponents. You know the guys in your division. All they gotta do is sneak off with one.
2: Yeah. I, it's gonna be interesting. I can see them sp- if
1: they're in the playoff position around week 14, he's gonna force his way back. He'll figure it out from there, but he will he will be the person on the field at that time if they are in still in playoff contention, which I think they will be. Um, I think they're going to move to Simeon sooner rather than later. Sala in his last interview or his last press conference made it seem like he's kind of 50-50. He don't know what to do. Zach Wilson, you know, the, the front office likes him or something, so they're just trying to stick it out with him, but it doesn't seem like that's going to last much longer. If they win two of the next three, maybe even one of the next three, Aaron Rodgers will probably force his way back into the into the game. Yeah.
0: I mean, you saw in the press conference that a guy asked him, like, you know, why are you still rolling with Zach Wilson? And he was like, no comment. You got me there. No comment. Like, yeah. I mean, he got – I think he even sees the writing on the wall. So, I mean, whether the front office likes him or not, the front office hired him to win games. It'll be
1: interesting for the New York football team this uh these this next month. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, but I guess before we sign off, is there anything else y'all wanna say? Like anything. I'll open the floor.
1: Uh Sam I do- Howell is second in passing yards. <laughs> Sam Howell is really gonna be a great quarterback for the Washington football team. And that's that's all I gotta say today.
0: I mean, I kind of deserve that. Y'all been on the quarterback carousel for over 20 years, you know. I, that's fair.
1: 20 years of uh, running,
2: bro. I will say, on Sam Howell, I I screenshotted a bunch of stats um and I saw this one about Sam Howell. He leads the league in big time throws at 22 and the next four quarterbacks after him, Tua, Hurts, Stafford, and Josh Allen. So, I think it'll be stupid for Commanders to Try and draft a quarterback in the first round uh, if, if one of those top guys slips to him. Oh no, they're not going to draft a quarterback. Like I heard, room uh, not rumors, but like you know, little stuff on Twitter saying like, hey, if uh, what's your name's here, uh, if he if he slips in the in his draft, the commanders take him? I'm like, nah, man, y'all need to just stay packed and just trust the process.
0: I wouldn't even drive Jalen Williams like a piece. Bro,
2: it's just a little it's, – it's hard because he's not the
1: owner's guys. You know what I'm saying? And if they really try to clean clean house, like Sam Howell might be part of that. But I hope that they see what the kid is doing. Like he's really shining right now. With a bad um, And EB, EB and him seem to be get meshing well at this point. So, yeah.
0: Again, with a bad offensive line, when are y'all going to fire Ron Rivera? Like can we go ahead and speed that up?
1: I don't know, man. It's nah, looking like it might be end of the season. He keeps winning games, bro.
0: Winning, <laughs>
2: <laughs> need it. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'll be asking for him to fire Matt Canada, and then we win last week. I'm like, dang, bro! Like that was the chance right there. Like,
1: <laughs> real life can't fire a guy after he just won a big game.
0: Man, but it has been a good time, fellas.
2: Wait 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 I I had some stats I, I didn't get to um early in the in the show. These are last my last two things. Um, in 2021, seven head coaches were hired for then for their respective organizations. Uh, Nick Sirianni has a record of 31 and 12 overall. Can you name me the next head coach after him regarding like overall record? Off the top I, of your head,
0: I couldn't. Even if I tried, Mike McDaniels, I'd maybe? have to
2: guess. I'd have to guess Dan Campbell. That is a good guess, Mister Daniel. But he's third. Mike uh, McDaniel, second one. Nah, no getting, way, bro. Josh McDaniels is last. Um, but it's Brandon Staley, and he's twenty three and nineteen. Dan Campbell is wow. third, eighteen and twenty three. The next four guys: Arthur Smith, eighteen twenty five. He can get fired this season. Sala, fifteen and twenty-seven, is he on the hot seat? Maybe. And then David Cully he was just a, a guy to just be there in Houston. He got fired, four and thirteen. And then good old boy Urban Meyer, two and eleven. Fired. <laughs> the <laughs> legend, man, the legend
1: yep. Urban Meyer.
2: Yep. And then my last stat: Eagles are twenty-five and two in their last twenty-seven regular season games, started by Jalen Hurts. Only four other QBs have won a stretch of twenty-five or twenty-seven over the last seventy-three years. Can you name me those four quarterbacks besides Jalen Hurts?
0: I would have to say Brady is in there.
2: One. Peyton. Peyton. Two.
0: Drew Brees. Not Drew. Aaron Rodgers.
2: Nope. No Damn. way.
0: Uh, over the last way?
2: seventy-three years. Over the last seventy-three years. Elway. Dan nope. Marino. Nope. Wow. Think winners, think winners.
0: Uh, Terry Bradshaw?
2: No. Damn. Uh, Roger Staubach? Nope. Troy Avon? Nope. You're missing a big guy.
0: Who? Who have we Joe missed? Montana.
2: I think I'm all out of names. Uh, Joe Montana is, is one of the guys. That's oh, I mean. yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's a, fourth QB, a fourth QB that y'all probably never guessed in a million years. Brett Favre? way down the pedestal wow uh way down you'll be shocked when i say the name
1: trent delfer <laughs> that's a good guess but no <laughs> on
2: that level though Rex grossman nah, no no way bro 25 or 27 no no way
1: well, that defense was he amazing. had
2: he, this quarterback had a phenomenal defense like probably the best ever who was
1: the who's the who's the quarterback for the 85 Bears? You're on the right track.
2: Jim yeah. McMahon? Jim McMahon.
1: I knew it. Damn. Yeah. So yep.
2: 25 to 27. Brady, Manning, McMahon, and Joe Montana.
1: And that's great Bus's guys days. Great, great stats, buzz.
2: Thank you. Go Birds.
0: Ending off the podcast with some with some stats that I damn for sure promised. 90% of America probably wouldn't have been able to guess. At least That's that last thing. name.
2: Just to keep you on your toes, you know what I'm saying? Get the the last smart.
0: name, essentially. The rest of them, we should have guessed. But the last name, I would have never guessed. But, you know, I do want to thank everybody for listening. Again, this has been another another take of bad wins and good losses. Thank you all for tuning in. And tuning in again next week as we discuss more football and more stats. We out!